mom life. We all had a picture perfect vision of what it would look like. Then wham, reality hit us so hard that we started drowning and that vision of perfection disappeared. On Four Star Mom, I'm here to help you bring back your vision, at least to a four star mom level. Because let's face it, part of the joy of this crazy life is learning as we go. Listen for great practical and applicable tips on decluttering, simplifying life, parenting, food, and finances. Welcome to the Four Star Mom Podcast, where we learn how to do more than just survive. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Four Star Mom. I'm your host, Abby, and I am so excited about today's episode. It's literally a party. No, really, it is. We are going to talk all about everything you need to know when it comes to planning a kid's birthday party. Now, sometimes when we start thinking about birthday parties and approaching celebrations and things like that, it can seem a little bit overwhelming, exhausting, stressful. You have to think about the cooking, the cleaning, the shopping, the party, the budget, the whole experience. And then sometimes the, t- the day that the celebration is over, you find yourself wondering where the time even went. And you realize that you've spent more time making everything happen than actually being there celebrating with your child. And that's what today's episode is all about. It's about being organized, being focused enough so that when the celebration actually comes, you can take a step back and be present in that moment. Okay, so birthday party celebrations can be really overwhelming if you don't have a plan in place. And a lot of times we're left wondering where we need to start or the day of the celebration comes and we forgot some necessities. But by following these steps to an epic birthday bash, I promise you will be well on your way to planning and then later enjoying a memorable celebration. The number one step is to start early. And when I say early, literally, it's like a few months early. Your frantic week before the party self will thank you if you've put in the work ahead of time. Okay, the first thing you need to do is pick a date. You'll need to decide the guest list and you'll have to choose a venue. Okay, if you have people who must be at the party, you might want to have a few dates in mind. So for example, with my own kids, we do a family party every single year. And then oftentimes we'll have a friend party. So for the family party, the non-negotiables are, of course, our family and then both sets of grandparents. So I get out a calendar, I figure out a few dates around my child's birthday, and I text those to the grandparents and see if they're open. And then when there's a date that works for us and works for both sets of grandparents, I know that we have a date for the party. The same thing can happen when you're talking about a venue. We host most of our family birthday parties right at our house. In fact, not most. We host all of the family birthday parties at our house. But if you're trying to book a venue, a good idea is to have a few dates in mind, start early, so that you're not left just having the leftover dates or having to plan your party around what's open at the venue. You want to have first pick of the dates. So you're starting early, you have the dates, you have the guest list, and then you want to create a timeline. 
basically sit down, think about all the steps that are necessary to planning the successful birthday party and figure out what things need to be done and when they need to do. Um, one thing you might want to do is have a to-do list and keep all of this birthday information in the same spot. This way you'll be less stressed and more organized. And then when that last minute idea hits you or you remember that you have to order something or do something, you have all of that information in the same spot. A notebook or a binder for birthdays works great. Or you can just open up the notes app in your phone and keep track of things. So step one is starting early. You have your date, you have your guest list, you have your timeline, you know your location. Next, you have to decide what the celebration is going to look like and what your budget is. Okay, the big things are done in step one. Now it's the fun details that are going to help make this celebration so special and one for the photo books. The first question you need to ask is, are you going to have a birthday theme? Now, if you start down the road of themes, I promise you, you will need to continue down that road. I have planned 17 birthday parties and every single one has had a different theme. We've had some really amazing themes between my own children and my nieces. And another theme you don't want to forget is golden birthday. Go ahead, Google that, or that's its own podcast episodes. You do not want to miss that celebration. That's when your child turns the same age as the day. So if your child turns 10 on the 10th of the month, that's their golden birthday. But that only comes around once in your life. So here are a few favorite themes. You might think that if your child loves a special superhero or maybe a pajama party theme, or if they're into a favorite book, or certain kind of animal, or something like that. Maybe they have a favorite movie, or dinosaurs, or monsters. Themes are endless, and in fact, you can even hop on Google or Pinterest and just search birthday party themes. There are a ton of themes to choose from. There really, there's no shortage of ideas. And then also, if you're on Pinterest and you find a theme that you like, or you find some ideas that you like, you might want to create a birthday board or call it the, the year, like Susie turns five. And then you can save things that are interesting from your searches to that board. And then it makes it easier to go back because you never know when you're going to find fun decorations, invitations, ideas for activities, food, and so on and so on. It's also a really good time to figure out what your birthday budget is. Sometimes, especially when you're hopped on Pinterest or Amazon or Google, you can end up going down a rabbit hole of all of the amazing things that you can do. And your sense of reason might fly out the window. So it's important to have a budget. Keep in mind, does the venue cost? Do invitations cost? Decorations, menu, cake, party favors, gifts? Figure out how much you're willing to spend on each of these areas. And when you start with a budget in mind, then you can adjust as necessary. Or if you come across something that you must have, maybe you need to take away a little bit of your budget in different areas. Okay, so once your budget is set and your theme is set, it's time to make or order the invitations. You can hop on Etsy and design awesome invitations. Those are going to be a little bit more expensive. A great cheap or free way to do invitations is to hop on Canva and design your own. Or there's lots of other apps out there where you can design your own invitations. 
Um, then you're going to want to send those out to the guests. You generally want to invite your whole list of guests about a month before the party. Gives people plenty of time to plan, clear their calendars, um, but you don't want to invite them too far in advance <clears throat> or they might forget about the party. So general rule of thumb is about a month before the party. Another thing, postage is always going up in price so it's not a bad idea if your family appreciates it or if the friends appreciate it and you have everybody's phone number to just send out a text invite that's also super easy if you design a cute invitation online you can just take a screenshot of that invitation and send it out as a text or just text the information make sure you include the time of the party where the party is located your contact information if you want there to be an RSVP and then also include if there's going to be anything special that the kids need to know or that the attendees need to know. Maybe there's a costume theme. My son's attended parties where he had to dress like a superhero. Maybe it's a pool party and everybody needs to bring a swimsuit and a towel. Maybe dinner will be served or won't be served. Include those things in the invitation. All right, speaking of food, it's time to plan your menu. Now, you have to figure out, are you serving a meal? Are you doing snacks or just cake and ice cream? There's no right or wrong answer, but you need to make your food plan based on the time of the party. If you're not planning on serving a meal, then don't plan your party to be during a meal time. And likewise, if you are planning on serving a meal, you should probably plan your party during a meal time and also let your guests know. I know I've sent my kids to birthday parties before, assuming that there wouldn't be food, only to have already fed them and find out it's a pizza party. Okay, the next step is decorations. Creating a decoration plan early is always a great idea. I really like to start thinking about and ordering decorations as soon as our theme is decided. In fact, I've been known to ask my kids what their theme is months in advance. My daughter wanted a black cat themed party one year. And so after Halloween was over, I checked the stores for clearance black cat items. And I was able to successfully find a lot of really cute things at a super reasonable price. My son wanted a football party one year. And I hit Hobby Lobby right when they were putting all of the football decorations on clearance. And I picked up some great decorations also at rock bottom prices. And another thing to think about when you're thinking in terms of decorations is oftentimes one or two focal pieces is enough and then you can supplement with less expensive decorations. In the past, if for a football party, for example, I might buy one package of really cute football napkins and then the rest of them are just accent colors because a lot of times it's cheaper to buy just the solid color items instead of buying the decorative items. Same thing for plates and silverware and all of those things. Maybe you want to have really cute cake plates or cake and ice cream plates, but your dinner plates are just regular. Um, same thing for the things that you hang on the walls. You might want a happy birthday sign that's a specific theme or a specific design, and then the rest of the decorations really are just following the color combination. Things like bright colored stars, um, crepe paper, packages of balloons, often you can use those from one party to the next. So another pro tip is if you're throwing a lot of birthday parties or planning on having a lot of birthday parties, if you have the space, 
get a tote and just fill it with leftover decorations or decorations that can be reusable. I know there's certain things that we've used over and over again, or if we have to throw together a birthday party kind of last minute or one of the grandparents is coming and we want to celebrate their birthday, we can easily go and grab from that box of decorations. Another great idea is to keep things that you know that will for sure be able to be reused, like the balloon weights or those holders, or maybe just have a generic silverware holder or some of those things. So you don't have to purchase those items for every single birthday party that you host. You can also get really creative with homemade or home designed birthday decorations. Now I have to tell you about one of my absolute favorites. One of my favorite decorations is our photo wall. So whatever age my child is turning, I print off four by six pictures and I tape those up on a blank wall in our home in the shape of that number. So every single year, a couple months before their birthday, I hop on Shutterfly and I order pictures, their favorite photos from that year, and I plan to use those in the number. So if my child's turning six years old, there's a giant six made out of four by six pictures that is on the wall. Now this is a little bit time consuming and this is definitely one of our focal pieces for the birthday parties. A quick pro tip that I learned the hard way on this is keep the pictures because it can get expensive and a little bit cumbersome ordering enough pictures for this giant number each and every year. However, if you save your pictures from previous years in a box, you can grab out some favorite old pictures. And I found that everybody, while everybody loves looking at the new pictures and the pictures from the last year, a lot of times we have so much fun reminiscing about previous favorite memories. So I just have a big picture box. Now I could be super organized and label them by year and write on the back. I haven't done any of that. It is literally pictures thrown in a box. And then I give the box to my kid, you know, a few weeks before their birthday and I have them pick out the previous pictures that they want hung up. Okay, we know about the decorations. We have the menu plan, all of those things. Let's talk about the dreaded party favors. This truly is a personal choice. You do not need to overthink or go overboard on this. In fact, you don't even have to have party favors. Trust me, we are um, keeping my daughter's teacher supplied in her treasure chest goodies just from party favors that my daughter has brought home. So when it comes to party favors, I really suggest considering something that is small, usable, or consumable. So one time when we hosted a movie themed party, each kid took home a box of movie theater sized candy. It was simple. They picked from a bucket of different candies and it was consumable. Once my daughter had a princess themed party and all of her friends took home a necklace. I came across a great deal on clearance necklaces at a store and I bought enough. Each of the girls got to take home a necklace and they loved it. But it was one thing. It was not a giant sack of things that were going to clutter up their home. So you don't have to send home a huge bag of stuff. One of our favorite things to do, too, is my daughter's birthday is in the fall. And I always send home a, a squash with every single adult. 
every single family member who comes to the party. Everybody in the family loves cooking squash. We go to a You Pick'em Pumpkin Patch, and I pick all sorts of squash, and they get to pick a squash out. So that's consumable. It's something that people like and people want, although I don't think adults usually expect a a party favor as they leave a gift. But you can get creative with these gifts. Just don't send home bags and bags and bags of stuff. And this brings me into the next point. When you're planning this party, make the big things big and then everything else small. Honestly, this tip can be applied to any aspect of the party, but it really is important enough to have its own talking point. So choose a few things that are really important to your child and you. And those are the big things. Don't worry about all the other small details. So when I talked to my son, for example, he's now double digits, and I asked him, do you still want that photo wall for your birthday? I was thinking, well, maybe when they graduate to double digits, they don't need that. And he was adamant that he still wanted the photo wall. So then a lot of the other decorations were a lot smaller or a lot less complicated. For my daughter's last birthday, she was adamant that she wanted an ice cream cake. She really wasn't too worried about the rest of the menu or a lot of the decorations, but she wanted an ice cream cake. So we made sure that that was one of the big details. So once again, just make the big things big and don't worry about all the other small details. Okay, the next point is to visualize the day. I promise this sounds silly, but it is so worth it. This is really, it's one of the best tips I have. I want you to literally sit down by yourself and visualize yourself going through the celebration. Now, while you're doing this, have your notes app or a paper pad and pen handy. Whatever you're going to, you're going to ask yourself, what do you need to make this day a success? And you're going to list the things that you need to do, list the things that you haven't thought of yet. Do you love to do photo books? Make sure that in your timeline and your plan, you have either designated a person to take pictures or you yourself have established a time that you're going to take pictures. One example, when I visualize the day, is I always have my child pose with all of the the birthday guests. And this is especially for the family party. So they pose with each family and then I take a picture. Well, when I was visualizing the day, I realized that by the end of the party, usually everybody's kind of exhausted. It feels like a little bit more of a rush, and sometimes it was chaotic or people would leave and I wouldn't get that picture. So now, when guests arrive, I have my child pose with the guests, I get a quick snapshot, and then I'm able to go back and use those pictures to create my photo books. So that was really helpful when I was visualizing the day. Okay, moving on. Just a couple more tips and tricks that will make this birthday party really an amazing celebration. The next tip is to push the easy button when and where possible. I honestly, I used to think that every aspect of the party fell on me and everything needed to be over the top Pinterest perfect. Okay, we are the four-star mom. We are not going for perfection here, which means that every aspect of the party does not need to be perfect. Okay, the cake needs to taste good, but it doesn't always have to be beautiful. Okay, push the easy button. And oftentimes, people want to help make the day run more smoothly and are willing or even honored to help out. So speaking of cakes, my mom loves to make birthday cakes. And she's really, really good at it. Her cakes look fantastic. They taste fantastic. 
And I think that she's honored to make the kids birthday cakes. So I've pushed the easy button on the cakes. I have my kids talk to grandma. They decide, they tell her the theme. She shows them a few ideas and she always makes the cake. Another thing where I push the easy button, and I didn't know that this existed honestly until I got married, but it's birthday jello. My mother-in-law has cookie cutters and she makes this great birthday jello. It says happy birthday, it follows the theme, it's great colors, it says the kid's name. Everybody loves it. But once again, I push the easy button and I let her know what the theme is. The kids talk to her about what they want the jello to look like, but I don't worry about trying to make the birthday jello. So that's part of the reason that birthday celebrations can be really so much fun. Everybody's able to bring and use their own special talents to help make the celebration even more special and even more memorable. I have pictures with each grandma and the cake or the jello for every single one of my kids' birthdays, and they love going back and looking at those pictures. Okay, the next point is delegate. This goes right in line with like the cake and the jello that we just talked about. But don't be afraid to delegate. And in fact, embrace delegating. People want to help you. They don't want you to be running around like crazy and look stressed. They don't want you to be cranky. They want you to be enjoying the celebration. So if you're willing to delegate, things, I promise, will go more smoothly. I have done birthday parties with minimal delegation. And I've done birthday parties where I've delegated a lot. And believe me, when I delegate, everything goes better. My father-in-law, for example, he loves making sure that the house is not destroyed with trash and wrapping paper. So he really gets to be in charge of making sure the trash isn't full. And when we're opening gifts, he carries the trash bag. It's pretty easy. It's a simple step, but it helps. My sister-in-law, she always writes down who gives what gift, so then later on, when it's time to write thank yous, I have that list. But that way, I don't have to be worried about trying to write something down, worried about trash, and trying to take pictures of my kids opening their presents. My dad, he loves opening those hard-to-open boxes and helping assemble presents. That is not my wheelhouse, so I let him take care of that. My husband smokes wonderful meat, so the main course falls on his shoulders. He loves to smoke a great pork butt and everybody can ooh and awe and compliment him on his amazing cooking. In the meantime, I can make sure other things run smoothly because I'm not worried about that. So dishes, cleanup, picture taking, the gift list, all of these things can easily be delegated at a birthday party. So don't miss the opportunity to celebrate with your child just because you're too busy doing all the things. Okay, the last, nah, I'm going to make this the second to last piece, is to reflect and enjoy. After the party is over, it's easy to get caught up in the cleanup and then the hustle and bustle of real life again. But don't forget just how important it is to take time to reflect and enjoy remembering the celebration. Ask your child what they thought of the party. What were their favorite moments, favorite gifts, funniest memories? You might even want to jot a few of these down. If you do family photo books, you want to, you really want to document this wonderful celebratory event. And then in the years to come, you can go back and look on it with a great big smile. And it's also an excellent time for you to take a few minutes to pause and reflect. How did the whole party process go? What will birthday parties look like in the future for your family? 
Is there anything that you need to do next time that you might have forgotten? Or is there something that you did that you will never do again? Take some notes. And if the party didn't go quite as perfectly as you'd hoped or quite as planned, don't get too upset, okay? Four-star mom here. Four out of five stars. Perfection is overrated. And I don't think I've ever been to a birthday party that has been completely perfect. And no one cares. All right, the very last step, and this might even end up being a post of its own, is to make your kids write thank you notes. Sometimes this gets overlooked, and you might even think I'm a little bit old school, but it is so important and necessary. You need to teach your kids gratitude and appreciation. Teach them how to write thank you notes for the gifts that they have received. It's also an excellent opportunity to teach them how to address an envelope, how to put a stamp on an envelope, how to do the return address, how to be specific in thanking for a gift. So really, birthday parties and birthdays in general, they can be super exciting, but sometimes a little bit overwhelming and stressful. So I really hope that our conversation today and these tips and tricks and suggestions that I have will give you a little bit of peace of mind and an idea of how to start planning your next favorite birthday bash. Remember, don't get hyper-focused on perfection and enjoy the celebration. Be present with your child. I would love to hear what you thought about today's episode. Or if you know somebody who could benefit from today's episode, please take a screenshot, share this with them. If you're loving this podcast, click the subscribe button so that you get a notification with every new episode that we come out with. And remember, episodes drop once a week, so I would love to hear your feedback. Hop on over to 4 Star Mom Life on Instagram. Let me know about your favorite or maybe least favorite birthday bashes and if you have any other tips. And until next time, move forward and be a four-star mom. This episode of the four-star mom may be over, but we can still chat. Hop on over to four-star mom on Facebook and four-star mom life on Instagram. And as always, live your best four-star mom life. Thanks for listening.